Welcome to Roll the Tape on the Grandstand Central Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Roll the Tape. I'm your boy K-Mac. This is my boy. Young Sim in the cut. Hey. Uh, so it is our first episode of 2019. Our first recorded episode. We actually released one that we recorded in 2018. Um, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Check it out. Um, we have been sitting here debating so many things. Not not even about sports. Just we've been debating as a team for the last hour. Um, so we are all fired up to record today. How are you feeling, Afi? I'm great. Yeah. How was yeah. uh, how was the holidays for you? It was relaxing, super relaxing. Yeah. Slept, slept. Have you been putting a lot like of like baby. cocoa bean cream on? Yo, too much, man. It's actually like like a. It's cold, and b. My skin is dry everywhere. Man, it was minus thirty something last night. I wanted to cry. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not down for this temperature. We, we need to get out of Ottawa, honestly. I know. I'm trying to. If any uh, if anybody in California wants to hire me, that'd be cool. I'd be I'd be down for that. Just so you know. Um. All right. So. It's, there's a lot of a lot of sports going on right now. NFL playoffs are popping off. College basketball is getting great. NHL and NBA are getting to the swing of things. We just saw uh, Alabama take their first L of the year and Clemson win the college football national championship. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. And we're going to talk about absolutely none of those sports on today's podcast. Afi, you want to let them know what today's episode is going to be about? Today's episode is going to be about Olympics. Um, dating back from 1988 to today, basically, we're going to talk about how performance enhancing drugs affected the sport. Uh, we'll also get into discussion and talk about those that got caught. Afi means, I know he's like missed a word here, but Afi means the Olympic men's hundred meter race, not just Olympics in general. Because the Olympics would be like a super broad fucking topic and we'd be talking about this for like seven <laughs> hours. That's, that's definitely what I meant. <laughs> but we'll deep dive into that and, uh. You guys might learn a thing or two that you didn't know before. Even I might learn a thing or two from Kyle. We'll see. I mean, Afi tends to learn something every podcast other than something about Lakers basketball. Or other, other than my hot take, right? Yeah, the hot take. I don't know what Afi's hot take. I like get thinking already what your hot take is going to be because he's been spouting just fire flames. Fly, off. Eagles. He's been spouting hot fly, fire Eagles, flames fly. off of the podcast. So, All right. So... Um, we're talking about the 100-meter the sprint because... It's a probably the most famous Olympic event and the most uh, entertaining as well. Yeah, I mean it's the most entertaining ten seconds every Olympiad. <laughs> um, but it, it's because of the names involved are all like internationally known for the most part, and the 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 history and the grandeur of the event are also like huge factors in Olympics like coverage. You know what I mean? Like, sure, in our generation, Usain Bolt is like a huge deal, but for years it's been like this. And we're picking the 88 Olympics as a focal point for two reasons. One, because it's potentially the most famous race of all time. Uh, three reasons, actually. Two, because we're Canadian and Ben Johnson is still regarded as like one of the biggest flops in the history of Canada. But we still uh, love him. I mean, like, I think it's funny that he does Cheetah energy drink commercials. <laughs> um, we'll get back to that, though. And three is because six of the eight people in the race eventually tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. Like, that's a huge deal. So, um, the for those who remember, the 100-meter men's final from 88 actually has a, it has a, a 30 for 30. 
that ESPN put out. So I'm not going to like talk about this race as in-depth as that, mostly because, again, we don't have an hour and a half. Um, but what's most famous is uh, Ben Johnson, Canadian uh, sprinter hailing from Jamaica, but uh, was training, I believe, from Calgary. Um, he broke the world record in this race. He re- he ran a 9.79 in the race, which like blew away the world record at the time. And he, uh, he like three days later or two days later, his drug sample came back and it was like a huge point of controversy. You see, uh, the, the press conference of the, the young woman, um, taking away the gold medal saying that Canadian sprinter Ben Johnson will be stripped for testing positive for Stanzalol. Um, and that is, that was, I guess, Canada's best summer Olympics moment until 96. Uh, and there's a, a lot of controversy, not about that uh, in particular, because he was very clearly doping, but the, the whole race in general. So Ben Johnson test positive. So Carl Lewis, who had come in second, uh, gets elevated to the gold medal, giving him back-to-back gold medals in the men's 100 meter. And Carl Lewis, one of the most famous American athletes of all time, one of the most successful track and field athletes of all time. Great, but there's always been contention from Ben Johnson's camp and even like Linford Christie's camp, Linford Linford Christie's camp, Linford Christie is the British sprinter who finished third in this race, elevated to a silver after Ben Johnson got disqualified uh, and actually the 92 champion. Um, They have always contended that like there's no way that like Ben Johnson is clean for his whole career in an era when everyone was doping and Ben Johnson, or not Ben Johnson, that Carl Lewis was clean in an era when everybody was doping and that Carl Lewis has somehow been faster than all of them without doping. Um, I think that's like, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I know that, I know that you like Carl Lewis, Afi. What do you think of uh, the allegations? Not the allegations, but the people in this race who have since uh, talked about Carl Lewis's doping. I mean, I think in a way that they have a right to to bring it up and to point it out because back then everybody was doping and like like track and field is just a sport that's forever will be associated with uh, with PEDs and I don't think they'll, they'll ever get away from that no matter how hard they'll try. There's always going to be people that are going to get caught doping and they'll eventually get disqualified and stuff. But coming back to Carl Lewis, I do think it's a valid point to bring it up and to ask the question simply because, like you said, it's an era where the sport is uh, is like everybody's doping in order to, to compete and win races. So, yes, Carl Lewis didn't get caught previously, and I don't think he ever got caught. No, never. Um, and I, if I recall, I was reading at some point that he, he, he tested – positive but he ended up uh he ended up going to like court for it and everything it was his b sample came out exactly uh, yeah his yeah yeah. and it was uh it was part of his diet and everything and they let that go because they forgave him which is like would never happen to anybody like nobody else got like ben johnson was like yeah like i got drugged from carl lewis's camp I don't believe that whatsoever, especially because Ben Johnson later on, like in like his later years, did the Cheetah energy drink commercials and stuff like yeah. that. So, which is hilarious. What an awful like sponsorship decision. Uh, but like Ben Johnson's, like yeah, like I got drugged. I felt like shit the week before or something. Like I, I don't know. Like I was at the bar and they put something in my Ter- in terrible my beers. By the way, yeah. I mean, like I don't buy that. 
I, I don't know who buys that. I don't know if anybody really buys that, but I think that's hilarious that like he thinks that like Carl Lewis's camp was so scared of him losing that they wanted to get him tested positive. I mean, I, sure, but like who even like who's who's part of Ben Johnson's camp that's advising him to come up with these type of excuses? Like, <laughs> give me something better. You know what I mean, man? Um, I so, just couldn't believe it. Anyways, no, for was sure. this before the era of the tainted supplement? Uh, I mean, no, not really. The tainted supplement was definitely like a late 90s baseball thing. Like all those people who got tested positive for PEDs in the late 90s and came out with the Balco scandal of like, oh, three, all were like, yeah, it was tainted. It was flaxseed oil that I was putting on my legs to, to make myself recover. <laughs> the fuck out of here, flaxseed oil. Fuck off. The, the fucking deer antler spray, yeah. spray uh, VJ Singh. That's, I don't believe any of that. Um... Okay, so this race is our starting point because of the first off, it was at till that point in history that was the fastest hundred meter race of all time. Um, I believe it was the first time that all three medalists broke under ten seconds. Yeah. Um, I think it it had the slowest aggregate time of like everybody together if you count the seven finishers because there was a, a guy from Jamaica I believe who didn't finish the race. Um, it's it is very famous for the names involved like i said there were uh ben johnson linford christie and carl lewis also desai williams and uh there's another american in that race that i'm blanking on calvin smith yeah who are all like well known calvin smith was the eventual uh bronze medal winner yeah. once ben johnson dq'd so like this race was uh this race had names and it had a lot of like it had rivalry because that Carlos Ben Johnson rivalry was going through the track and field championships for a number of years. Um, but it's known for the six people who have all tested positive in the race uh, at some point or another and seven if you want to count Carl Lewis in that one test. But it's also known as like a, I don't know, performance enhancing drugs were not in the mainstream in any way, shape or form really until until Ben Johnson tested positive. And you can kind of tell in... I'm going to jump ahead to the 92 race. You could kind of tell because if you look at the numbers from the 1992 race, only one person comes in under 10 seconds. And it's Linford Christie, and it's just barely. So you can like... You can see that the people at that level four years later in Barcelona, I believe were like sure carlos wasn't racing anymore and ben johnson was banned and there wasn't the rise of donovan bailey yet but you can just tell that the people in the race are we're running again, a clean race basically yeah not yeah running a, I, I don't want to say running a clean race because there were still people in the 92 race who tested positive specifically um two of the guys i believe who came back from 88 but you knew that like the doping wasn't as important not important I I, I'm, the wording i'm looking for is not coming to me right now but it it's wasn't as, as heavy as, yeah it wasn't as prominent yeah exactly because you could just see in the times like you could literally just see in the times that every one of those guys minus christy didn't break 10 seconds so you have the the use of steroids affecting the sport but with the 92 race nobody really is like blamed so or nobody was really like oh this person was clearly doping this result doesn't matter so the the, the 100 meter race gains credibility back right and then comes the most famous i don't want to talk too much about the 92 race because it's not like as integral it's more just showing you 
what had happened. It's just in comparison yeah. to like in between like the years between 88 and afterwards. Exactly. So then you go to the 96 race and the 96 race is maybe the most famous Summer Olympics moment for Canadians in general. Um, 96 Atlanta, Canadian Donovan Bailey runs uh, 9-8 Four. That was also a ridiculous race. You had Donovan Bailey with the gold that ran in nine eight four. Michael Johnson with the silver. Or no, my, yeah, Michael Johnson with the silver, right? Yeah. No, you had. Uh, oh no, he won had, the two in the four. My bad. My you bad. had you had Frank Fredericks who ran a nine point eight nine, who was the silver medalist yeah. as well in ninety two. Yeah, and then you had Atto Bolden who ran a nine point nine. The Jamaican finished the Trinidad. Oh, Trini. sorry, yeah, and he he ran a nine point nine, finished third, and then you had the fourth place fourth place American who was Dennis Mitchell who ran a nine nine nine. So that's four that ran sub tens, which had never happened times, before. Which had never happened before, exactly. Yeah. And um, that that set up the, the like the super race. Remember yeah, between so, Donovan and Michael Johnson? Because Michael Johnson's we the American. Because he's a chicken. That's so good, Michael we Johnson. Michael Johnson is the American sprinter who uh, who had won the two and the four hundred meter gold yeah. medals and set a world record in both. And he, like uh, in the history of the men's hundred meter race, that is always the fastest man alive. But American media being fucking full of morons, we're like, oh, Michael Johnson won the two and the four. He's the fastest man alive. Get the fuck out of here. Donovan it's, Bailey. It's, it's been it's been established that whoever is the hundred meter, yeah. Wins the hundred meter race yeah. is undeniably the fastest. Because America again, this is something that always happens, and I'll give a quick uh, a quick tangent here. The reason that they say this is well, if you look at his splits, like he ran 200 meters faster than Donovan Bailey would have run 100 meters twice. So, of course, he's faster. No, you fucking idiots. You're not starting your second 100 meters at top speed if you're running it from the starting blocks. Like, yeah, I never I never understood that argument because oh that's literally the stupidest thing God. I've ever heard in my it life. It drives me insane. Yeah, they don't understand that you would run the second 100 meters faster he's like, if oh. you were already at full speed. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, we ran the second 100 meters in like 8, 9 or something. No fucking shit. He ran the second 100 meters at like 8.9 like get the fuck out of here i hate people because uh, then they so they set up the 150 meter race in the sky don bailey was winning and then michael johnson pulled up and said he pulled his hamstring and then don bailey told him he was he didn't he's not hurt he's a chicken i actually you love what i pulled up because he's a chicken riley's so me this is a, a common quote riley has like off off recording riley is so passionate about this and i've never met anybody more passionate than me about this race riley is more passionate than me like he loves I'm just, this race. I'm just staring at him right now. He's got this <laughs> he huge loves smile on his Bailey's the second greatest sprinter of all time. Okay. No, I mean I'm I hey who openly cheers against Canadians for Usain Bolt on <laughs> national Canadian <laughs> television, and it's amazing and I love it. No, yeah. but uh, the I think way, it was mostly cheering against Justin Gatlin, but like no, no, but, but rec- clearly, but recently, yeah. um, I'm blanking on the on the young Canadian. Oh, wow. uh, Andre DeGrasse. Yeah, we'll get to him down the road. But you got to credit Donovan Bailey for the way he was getting excited when Andre DeGrasse was doing super well in the yeah. past, uh, in, the, in the last Olympics. Yeah, it even though he clearly wanted Usain Bolt to win. So, yeah, like, in the race, you even had Linford Christie who got disqualified, which is, this race is, like, five runners deep. And, again, because Donovan Bailey has never been associated with drugs in his life, um, like with performance enhancing drugs, I have no idea if Donovan Bailey like does heroin or anything. Um, because because Donovan Bailey has never been associated with PEDs in his life. Um, like this kind of 
solidified and re-legitimized the race again. It's a, another world record. The race has incredible numbers all throughout it. Like we just said, four people broke 10 seconds, and that doesn't count all-time great Linford Christie. Um, like... It, it, it kind of made the event after a little one-year downtrodden period in 92. It made the 100-meter sprint uh, like the event again. And before we move on, I have a question for Kyle. All right. Um, so Donovan Bailey, from what I see here, he only competed in one Olympic, which was the one we we're currently talking about in 1996. And to me, that doesn't sound as impressive as... As like other, a Usain Bolt, like a Usain three? Bolt, or something like that. You know, like somebody that only came one Olympics, one gold medal, big whoop. You know, I understand he won the gold medal, which big has never whoop. been done before. But is he recognized and loved simply due to that gold medal, or is there any other factor that comes into play here? I mean, like, it's specifically in Canada, it's because he kind of reclaimed Canadian track and field. Like, hey, we're not because again, there's never any drug charges or accusations or anything aimed at him so at least nationally looking at like he won this gold medal it was for canada like he re-solidified like hey we're not just a joke on the national scene because before that anybody had only heard of canadian sprinting via ben johnson and him using roids so he's like now nah, i'm clean i'm the world's greatest but it was also like the not the dominance of him because he doesn't he wasn't dominant in the way that um in the way that Usain Bolt is dominant or even Carl Lewis's run of like multiple championships and Olympic gold medals is he is his world record stood for so long in comparison to how long world records stand for his world record lasted 12 years. That's how far ahead of the competition he was. And like, again, if you look at the history, like the progression of the world record, it's like every two or three years it gets lowered. You know, like Usain Bolt's world record, he keeps lowering himself. And like that's cool as one man. He's clearly the greatest sprinter ever. But for 12 years, no one clean could touch Donovan Bailey. So it, it is it is the length of time that he was clearly still the fastest anyone had ever ran that makes him legendary in track and field circles i again i think uh, we overrate him because we're canadian sure but there's no denying how how good you have to be to have a record that stands for 12 years when the record really only stands for a year or two for everybody else okay so um yeah the race itself was very again it made the 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 race they made the men's 100-meter race, like, the thing to watch again. So before we get into the next block, which is going to be the 2000 Sydney and the 2004 Athens games, um, I want to I wanna talk more about, like, PEDs in general. Like, what are you, what's your, not, not what's your stance, are they good or anything, Athy, but what They're are you... They're great. Everybody should take PEDs. Well, hey, I've been saying this for, <laughs> the MLB no, should but make I, PEDs I wouldn't, legal, and then everyone's in the same playing field. That's exactly what I'm saying. I wouldn't mind if... If everybody was in the same playing field and everybody's allowed, but like, and you're not alone in terms of like athletes having stands like this. We were talking, I, I was mentioning this earlier. Robert Whitaker, who's currently the UFC's middleweight champion, um, says that if he if it was up to him, he would extend the rounds to one 30 minute round and encourage every fighter to take whatever they wanted and just turn it into like these superhumans fighting for 30 inter uninterrupted minutes. That would be insane, though. Like, somebody would die. That's why they would never do it. 
Like it's ridiculous to freaking m- mention that as a possibility, you know? Even suggest that is just ridiculous. But but like I'm saying, it's it's so hard to keep a sport extremely clean to the point where the greats like the g- great athletes wouldn't take any that if let's say like like Kyle just said not long ago like if everybody would be allowed to take PEDs a a limited amount obviously which is tested in a lab and everything I know, like I that. see the thing is when you're getting into people are going to try and mask how much they're taking versus now masking taking them in general I don't you think. either have to prohibit them or have it be a free-for-all yeah aka Bellator aka Bellator no, I like but but could it could it what the only thing that I don't I don't want is People dying. People die from it. it. To get it to a point where people abuse themselves to be the greatest that they can be and push themselves to a certain amount that their body can't handle. I Man, people do that nowadays anyways without performance-enhancing drugs. But I think that when you add in stuff that alters your body, you're just like, asking for a disaster. Just my personal opinion. Like, I obviously, if the the like performance-enhancing drugs did not have negative adverse effects to the human body, sure, like f- go fucking wild, make it even for everybody, so you can choose to take it or not. But it's like everybody's equal. But I really don't like the. Uh, I don't know. I really, for one, don't like the whole like. Let's make these, especially in a combat sport like Riley was just saying, you could never have all these people punching each other with roided up fucking like arms and torsos and torque and everybody power. looking like Phil Heath, like they're about to win Mr. Olympia. Like you could never do that because you're not working out your fucking brain. Like you're literally you're not you're not working out your brain to take a punch like this. You're going to kill somebody and you can't do it. Like it's 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 actually dangerous. And I think this is something that a lot of UFC fighters who are like undoubtedly clean like feel together is if you're going to put me in there with somebody who's dirty you're actually risking my life because if you're going to punch me like my brain can't take like more punching power from somebody who's already like a lethal puncher so i don't know i think that's a, a fair point um what about how do you how do you view an athlete who you thought was clean and turns out to be dirty not somebody you suspect like if, so, if it came out finally like barry bonds had a dirty test you'd be like duh or like when lance armstrong came out and said yeah i took like performance enhancing drugs duh but I mean, like what if like kobe bryant used steroids i mean i don't even think it gets to the point where like forget kobe just like let's focus on those that took it and got proven that they're dirty or whatever as a fan i don't think it makes me mad it just hurts you know because I grew up watching that individual do so well for so many years, rooting for them, and all of a sudden you're going to tell me this person's been dirty and has been cheating their way to the top this whole time. You know what I mean? So it's not even at the point where I'd be angry and I'd say, yo, fuck this guy and all that crap. I'd just be like, that hurts. Like, how could you do that to us as fans, as people that have supported you for X amount of years and everything? And and I also, on the other hand, it just like obviously ruins their reputation and like I don't think anybody can look at them the same ever again or cheer for them again. I think, and I'll, I'll get out of the way in a sec, because again, this is not my podcast. I just run the no. Feel free, go ahead. Um, <laughs> um it, it largely depends what sport it is, though. Like to me, it's every sport. Literally, just... nobody gives a fuck that Antonio Gates was taking steroids. Yeah, nobody. It, no, nobody and I cares agree. if he takes steroids in the NFL. Nobody cares that Edelman took steroids. Nobody gives nobody a fuck cares. if a hockey player takes steroids, because like 
I think that a team sport, it, it's a lot harder to do. And I know baseball is a team sport, but baseball is a team sport in the... Like, it's a, it's a facade of a team sport. It's actually exactly. a whole bunch of one-on-one matchups that results in uh, permutations involving teams. But baseball is, like, as solo a team sport as you can get, so I'm going to discount that one. But I think if you're a hockey, basketball, football, soccer player taking performance-enhancing drugs... It's so different because there's so many other moving parts that, like, sure, Edelman might take steroids, but, like, the if the Patriots go 16-0 and win the Super Bowl and Edelman took steroids, that doesn't diminish the 16-0. and And it's also the fact that you, you have to look at the context, right? Like, Julian Edelman tested positive after, you know, going through an entire season he missed after tearing his ACL. So presumably he hadn't been taking steroids his entire career. He'd never failed the test before. I wish he there was, was an- taking it in order to recover and you know it'd be incredible if somebody had written an article on grandstandcentral.com detailing exactly why julian edelman made the correct decision in using those steroids i wonder who that could be my god i just don't know it was a good article it was a damn good despite even though i did (laughs) not agree with the take it was a well-written well-proven well said article i'll give you somebody pay that man for god's sakes (laughs) um what, what are your thoughts kyle you didn't share your thoughts I mean, like, I'm straight edge to begin with. Like, anybody who knows me knows I don't put anything in my body. So I obviously want, like, the best natural athletes. You don't take painkillers? No. Oh, respect. I, like, have Advil migraine when I get migraines. Yeah, it's painkillers. It's fine. I mean, like, I'm not, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think Advil migraine interacts with your body a little differently. You don't than, drink like, coffee or tea? No, nah, I never had a coffee in my life. I mean, like, yeah, I've had a tea, but like tea is some teas are caffeinated, some aren't. Like, I'm not sure that I overall differentiate. Like, they're just tea. Of, I don't know. All right, then. Yeah, I know. I'm like mad straight edge, right? Like, I'll I give don't. you. I'll give you some of my pure cat. I no, I'm not fucking Almo. That's like one of our boys. <laughs> uh, shout out Almo. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I don't like. So I would prefer my athletes to be natural. But like, you could really say, like, coffee's a good example. People are taking a performance enhancing drug, quote unquote, if they have a coffee before a game or some caffeine pills. Like, that's technically enhancing their performance via a drug, caffeine. So the line is very. The line is like there's a line between what's legal and what's not that I hate. And if like I could have it my way, sure, like have everybody be clean, but it's not really possible, I guess. So I like what Riley was saying, the differentiation of like Antonio Gates, Julian Edelman taking PEDs, it is a lot different. And I I I think that when I'm watching a UFC fight, if I know somebody's dirty, I'm gonna start cheering against them because again, that's like a you're harming another person's life punching them. Yeah, sure. And I'm sorry for cutting you off here. Yeah, but at the same I'm time, rambling. at the same time, there's a there's a difference between taking PEDs or taking certain drugs to better your performance versus you coming back from an injury, which is which is mostly what the uh, the athletes and team sports do. They don't take it to better their performance because let's be honest and. And say basketball. How the hell is PD supposed to make you? It increases your recovery. That's exactly what it is. It makes you able to work out twice a day and recover quicker. Yeah, but it's it's it has more impact in a sport like track and field, obviously, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, or UFC versus, like you're saying, a team sport. I think I think track. I think when you're looking at like the sports that are like strictly like the raw sports, we're talking about like a cycling or uh, a sprinting or running sport where it's less technical. 
and more just like a pure exhibition of the power and force that a human body can generate, that's where it has the most impact. Because steroids is not going to help you shoot a basketball. Exactly. Catch a football. Things of that nature, right? But it is going to help you or even even deliver a punch accurately and well-timed. Yeah. I and like, while like, not getting countered at the same time. Exactly, and, like, and, and, right? and especially, especially, like you said, in cyclists. It's well, the steroids help. will help you take a punch because it strengthens your neck muscles and allows them to absorb more of the impact. <laughs> but. Yeah, I go ahead, Afi. I was, what I was just saying is, especially like, because he mentioned cyclists and like that type of stuff, and it helps them more like, let's say, they do it one stage one day and the next day they're f- super fresh for the next stage and their body can recover quicker than it would for a normal human being. I don't think anybody's, uh, to be honest, I don't think anybody in cycling is taking drugs during the Tour de France. I think it's No, no, no. It's leading up to it. Yeah, 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 so that you can build your stamina so that you personally can then recover. And they're all blood doping and stuff. So that's like, yeah. I think think where a lot of people sort of like draw the line, I think where the sort of somewhat arbitrary distinction of what should be a, a PED and what shouldn't be is... Is it found in nature or is it manufactured in a lab? In a lab, yeah, that's fair. Like, for example, caffeine, while being in a substance that's like... comes from the coffee bean. Yeah, like it's it's not endogenous to your body. It is found in nature, whereas anabolic steroids are synthetic testosterone, which is manufactured in a laboratory, right? And I think a lot of... uh, just jumping back to what you were saying about it doesn't make you like shoot a basketball better. I, that's why people in baseball are like, look, Barry Bonds just hit all these home runs, but PEDs don't do anything to help you hit the ball. Like he had two MVPs and batting championships hitting the ball. It's just some of those pop outs just now went over the fly or when uh, went over the fence for a home run. So like I get the yeah, I totally agree. To that. I think a lot of the the issue. And a lot of people think that Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player ever before he started. No, yeah. He had a claim to being like one of the best players before anybody ever said, hey, you started taking roids. Um, He just got the common claim for Barry Bonds specifically is that, and this is an episode that we're going to talk about coming to baseball season, is that he got jealous at Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in the summer of 98 because he knew that those two guys were doing steroids and they were getting all these sponsorship deals that he never got. So Barry started taking steroids and Barry never had a good relationship with the media i'm saving all of this because this is all going to come out later when we talk about this in a future episode um so a lot of the the issue with peds is education i think to the public how many people really know what a steroid does for your body right they think like oh he took or even what it is yeah well for sure but i think a lot of people are like oh he took steroids so of course he's now stronger he's now faster that's not really what it does it, it enables your muscles to recover faster so you can train more so you can go back and lift your weights again so you can what run you're telling me i can't knock you out if i take steroids now i mean i can knock you out right now that's but like, a lie is, i'm talking about rally can't knock out rally with steroids <laughs> Lol. So I just think a lot of the public just doesn't understand what steroids do, and so there's now not a negative connotation, but there's there's a uh, there's a, a disconnect between how the steroids actually make somebody better. So I, I I think education would be like a thing that would help out with why steroids are outlawed and having any sort of any sort of legislation in sport for or against it. I just think that the, the education is lacking. How many P how many athletes know what steroid does for their body either? Like how many athletes really understand? Like if you take these steroids, 
you are going to have new fat deposits in your pecs that look like boobs or your testicles are going to shrink and make you impotent or you are making the walls of your heart incredibly thin, making you much more liable to have a heart attack. Like a lot of people. I mean, clearly Jenner Mahal didn't know what that stuff was. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have checked. <laughs> Read the label. There's not, fuck. I got nothing to add to that one. Um, back to the Olympics. So I am going to group 2000 and 2004 together because they are both really dirty races. Okay. After you want to talk about 2000. Also, 2000 th- was the worst 100 meter race finals anyways in the past like 20 years man. after you want to you want to go th- i mean i don't know 92 is pretty awful you want to go through yeah, the 2000 uh the 2000 race yeah let's do this so you had a couple uh a couple top dogs in this um you had maurice green <coughs> cheat you had Ado balden <coughs> <laughs> you had uh kim collins i like kim collins kim collins race for a long fucking time Dwayne Chambers from Great Britain, <clears throat> he was he was decent. Uh, but but anyways, so the race here was in the finals. Anyways, there was only two guys that broke the that did sub sub ten. It was Maurice Green coming in at nine point eight seven and Atto Baldin coming in at nine point nine nine. Then everybody else just ran a shitty race in my mind because I really no because I really believe that if you don't run a sub nine. First of all, you have sub no nine. Oh, sorry, sub a, sub, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a sub ten. First of all, you have no chance, and second of all, it's it's just bad because if you like we were talking about earlier, we went from nineteen eighty eight and we're probably going to go all the way to two thousand sixteen. In my mind, people are just supposed to get better every single year, right? So if in eighty eight you have one or two that are breaking ten, the next year like just two make three. exactly yeah, like two just, or three. But here, the way they regressed from nineteen ninety six to two thousand was pretty bad. Like we said earlier, 1996 had one, two, three, four, and then the fifth one that's raced exactly 10. Ran and exactly the person 10. who won 2000 is one of the dirtiest sprinters ever. What's his name, Kyle? Maurice Green. Maurice Green. You want to get into him a bit? I, I, I don't like. I don't need to get into him because it's universally accepted he's incredibly dirty. Um, but go through the competitors of 04. We're going to talk about both these races together. So Before we do the- that, I have a question. Okay. I don't know yeah. if it's the appropriate time to ask this. Maybe I should have. There's never inappropriate anything. Maybe I should have held it on coffee. later down the road. Nothing is inappropriate here, dog. Why is it that most of the dirty racers in our generation, so from like 2000 to today, why is it that they're Americans? Is it because they have more pressure on them to perform at such a high level and win? Or is it like any other reasons? I mean, you're, there have been now three American world record holders since 2000 that have had their records stripped for steroids. So Maurice Green, Justin Gatlin, and Tim Montgomery. Um, and Marion Jones in the women's side. What are we fucking talking about? Yeah, yeah no, I, I think it's a lot to do with pressure. I think it's a lot to do with money because there's more money in America being the face of the Olympics than if you're a sprinter from Trinidad. You know what I mean? Like... There's more money in sponsorships. There is more access to 
to not necessarily to the drugs, but to the masking agents. And there's more of a bravado. It's the old American we're better than you thing. And that comes into play for anything, right? If you're if you're thinking you're better than the people testing you for drugs, you're like, I'll take whatever I want. They're never gonna catch it. I got this masking agent, like whatever, I can lie better than everybody else and say it was a a hair supplement, like some whatever. It's just the whole it's just how people are in American sport. It's this whole macho thing that tra- like permeates to all types of it. I think that's a great question. I hadn't thought about how many there were. Um, yeah, and, and if you think about it, American sprinting itself has taken a giant decline, which we're going to get to. Uh, oh, for sure. And I, I attribute that to the fact that they're not doping anymore. I attribute to the fact that they're not doping anymore and the fact that all these people who are doping are like ridiculed in media makes less people want to become sprinters. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I, I'd i like to do like, a, a, I, like I'm not going to do it on air, but I'd like to do a personal like little research and just go back through like the 60s and 70s Olympics and see who like... Carl Lewis is great, but was there like an American dominance before that? Like, I'd really like to know how how long back the American dominance goes. Or is it just like Jesse Owens, Big Gap, Carl Lewis? Um, so I'll go into the 2004 Olympics. Yeah, just go through some of the um, races here. Just just mention a couple names. Yeah, Justin Gatlin. <coughs> Dirty. You had Francis. Sorry if I mispronounced his last name. Obikwelu. You had Maurice Green. <coughs> Dirty. You had Sean Crawford. <coughs> Dirty. You had Asafa Powell. <coughs> You had Kim Collins. You'll have Kim Collins for the next 50 Olympics, just so you know. Kim Collins raced for fucking ever. You had uh, Abadele Thompson. Who was the bronze medalist in 2000. And you had Aziz Akari. Who actually finished 8th in 2000 and finished 8th in 2004 as well. So at least he's consistent. And then he never came back. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, like... it, It is... Without a shadow of a doubt, those two races are so dirty and while neither of them reach the dirty levels of the sprinters in the 88 race they as like killed sprinting as the must-see event for a generation of fans if you think about it, an olympics happens every four years so between 96 and 08 which is 12 years which is a generation of like young fans to be made they're not watching for 11 years, I guess. They're not watching an Olympic race worth a damn. Like, there's nothing happening for people who are like, I'm going to watch the Olympics and see this marquee race. In the moment, sure, it might be a cool thing that, oh, we got an American champion back to back years. You also have two Americans who tested positive for steroids and are incredibly dirty with incredibly dirty histories, right? Um, Afi really likes Justin Gatlin, but I'm sure Afi can go into great detail right now on why Justin Gatlin is hated amongst fellow sprinters. Yeah, I love Gatlin, but I love Gatlin, the non doper Gatlin, the one that, like, like what Gatlin did is fucked, guys. He. He doped for the first time, first of all, in 2001. And he was banned from competing for two years. But he appealed that decision and got reinstated, whatever. And then he was able to continue racing. And then in 2004, he raced again. He got caught for doping a couple of years later. And despite all these allegations and being testing positive for drugs, Justin Gatlin still to this day maintains his innocence, still to this day continues racing, and 
and it's 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 like his ego that he shows after every single race, whether he wins or if he finishes second. It's just the fact that he still thinks he's on top of the world that doesn't resonate well with people. So that, that's that's probably where it comes from his the hatred that people have for him, and as a fan, it pisses me off. But not only that, but Gatlin should have been banned for X amount of years after consecutive positive tests. Like, he shouldn't be allowed to keep competing the way he was doing. Because if you guys look at it... you get a, in, I think it's, you get a one-year ban, a two-year ban, and then a lifetime ban, I think. But that might be only enacted in the last, like, probably, 15 but, yeah, years or something. Probably, yeah. But if you guys look at it, Justin Gatlin competed in what? He competed in 2004. And he also competed in 2008, if I recall. No, no, he was suspended in 08. He was suspended in 08. After that, he came back, competed in 2012 again. And even after that race, he was still dirty. No, for sure. And Riley makes a great point. How is Justin Gatlin in like his late 30s now and he's running faster times than he did at 25? And at 25, it was accepted that he was on roids. Like, how are you? Like, there's a reason sprinters hate you. It's because you're so clearly on roids still. Yeah, him... Johan Blake's looking pretty big right about now. Johan Blake hasn't done anything in a long time. Johan Blake served his time, right? Like he got suspended yeah, for yeah, yeah. yeah. He's done. Like he's he's also like he's past his prime. He had a body that was not gonna last forever sprinting. He was very like too muscular to be a pro sprinter forever. No, but what what, what pisses me off is the fact that obviously it it's obvious that most of these people are doping nowadays because you have people that are able to stay relevant and compete in track and field. For 12 years. Yeah. How is that? How is that human? You yeah. know what I mean? No, no, for sure. I mean, like, we accept Usain Bolt being able to compete for three Olympiads because Usain Bolt is, like, physically a freak of nature. No sprinter has ever had the, the, the wingspan or, I guess, the leg span that he has ever had. No sprinter has ever been six foot five and able to start or able to make strides that big to overcome the drag created at the start. Yeah. Like, he takes something like three less strides to do the hundred meters than, than the anyone average, else. Yeah. Than yeah. the average uh, sprinter. Yeah. Um, which is clearly like that. Like you can, I guess people don't question Usain Bolt and, and we can like, you can easily group those two Olympics of being trash for a generation and then Usain Bolt now making this event again a marquee thing just because of the fact that you can scientifically look at Usain Bolt's body and running style and say he's clean. And no one other than the most negative of detractors would ever say Usain Bolt has taken steroids because it's not like it's not possible to, I mean, it's not, not it doesn't possible. make a whole. It doesn't lot make of sense. sense. Yeah, when, when you think it's somebody who's taking steroids, it's because they're training, they're doing powerlifting and stuff. They want to be more explosive. Yeah. As far as like explosiveness, when you look at like other guys that compete in the same races as him, who are world championship caliber people. Yeah. He's not that explosive. Not at all. He, he just makes it up in the in exactly the 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 last sixty five meters of the race, yeah. where his leg span and the fact that he's striding more efficiently than other guys because his legs are so much yeah. longer. That's where he makes up the space. It's not. He's actually not a very good starter. Well, we've the, seen the, we've it's been it's been proven and we've seen multiple times again and again that in the first twenty five to thirty meters he's not first. No, not he's, first he's, at all. He's like fifth. Yeah. He's not a great starter. The races where like he ran the nine five nine and the nine seven two, 
they're the anomalies because he gets such a great start. You see Usain Bolt in like standard races. He kind of starts, you know, calmly, for lack of a better word, and like catches up and surpasses people halfway through. But obviously the Olympic finals or uh, the one race where you're on the 959 at Diamond League, like he, that's an aberration for him. His running style is not to start quickly. Um, I find that quite interesting, uh, but it's also like that's the reason that he never has anybody beef him about steroids. Um, I also think he enjoys it, though. He enjoys not starting like off the start, not being first. He wants to chase people. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it, He sees that he's behind a couple of people and it motivates him ex- like a bit more. He's like, yo, fuck this, man. Let me catch up to them. Um, and then by the time they're at 80, he's like freaking distance ahead of them i find well i'm a little jumping ahead here but andre de grasse i find it interesting that like while he's not a bigger dude and he's also not incredibly muscular his legs move so quick i think there's like andre de grasse run, you know what i was saying you say about runs like three less strides than the average champion andre de grasse is running more strides but his legs just go so quickly that he catches up to people too like he i he's not a Powerful oh, yeah. runner. i won't he's lie to you i was quick yeah i was impressed because i thought usually smaller guys like andre de grasse it's their start. Yeah, their everything start. Everything is their start. But I was impressed seeing the grass, the way he he's able to accelerate after a certain. It's very impressive. after a certain point. Yeah, it's you very know, impressive. Yeah. He uh, Andre de Grasse is like he he will probably be the favorite for the next Olympics too. But he, it's um, the way he you know, unless, powers through. Unless Gatlin's still there, <laughs> Gatlin will be there. Gatlin's man. Gonna, man, Gatlin is Kim Collins Yo, on Roy. Just that's case, what Gatlin is. In case you people don't know, Gatlin. Finished second in 2016, FYI. And he's like 34. Yeah. It does not make any sense. There's they, no way. They, no. Even he, he does not have like like the testicles. to just, And he literally won't at that point. But he does not have the balls to show up in the Olympic final 38 years old. That's so funny. There's no way he's going to do that. Man, that's so funny. Um, All right. So the, the Usain Bolt trio of olympic races you want to run down some of the notable non-usate people so there's asafa powell there's johan blake there's degrasse there's gatlin who else are we missing here afi oh are we missing anyone we're missing kim collins we're missing kim collins not jamaican no no i'm just saying the notable people who oh i thought you were talking about jamaicans no no just the notable people in general who are racing in the last three olympics Oh yeah, Tyson Gay. Oh, I forgot it. Gay we didn't is talk about Tyson. Gay, gay is gay, dirty. <laughs> he's he's fucking trash. Man. Like he's dirty. He's another American sprinter who's dirty. Yeah, we didn't mention him. Uh, we also had Richard Thompson from Trini. Yeah, Richard Thompson's been in the Olympics for a while. Now. Yeah. Um, who else here? Trayvon Bommel is. Uh, I think he's like a. I mean, he, he's like a, a college champion in America. I think he's dirty too. Is Walter Dix dirty? I don't know. I don't know much about Walter Dix. Where's he from? USA. Dirty. Probably dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is actually interesting that we keep talking. Like, I hadn't thought about this pre-recording until Afi asked. It's a lot of American sprinters are like American sprinters are basically Russian powerlifters. I mean, they're Russian female powerlifters. Let's be fair, because those are the dirtiest of all powerlifters. Well, it used to be all of them. I know, but you never see like you never really see like a giant Russian like Vladimir Stoichkov listen, lifting weights anymore. It's like Ukrainians and Georgians and Iranians. Russian women though are still powerlifting like the bricks off of houses. So, um, if you want to run through some of the other sprinters from uh, twelve and sixteen, now sixteen is a little we just did that, but twelve. Well, we mentioned Usain, Blake, Gatlin. 
uh, Ryan Bailey. Chirandi Martina. I like Chirandi Martina. Chirandi I always Martina. forget about him. He's clean, too. He's very clean. From Holland. Because this, like, this was an incredible race. I won't lie to you. Like, this was a race that it was the first time ever that seven of the eight competitors raced under 10. And I think Asafa Powell just, like, got hurt. That's why his timing is so shitty. Yeah. He, he, yeah, Asafa Powell is, like, 12 seconds. Yeah, but, like, he, that's, he pulled something yeah, along just, the way. Yeah. the last 20 meters slow. Yeah. And there was also Tyson Gay that ran at 9.8 that got DQ'd. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for 2012. Uh, for 2016, coming back, there was Bolt, Gatlin, Blake, and new competitors. There was DeGrasse, uh, Akani Simbin. Nobody then, in 2016. And then a bunch of others that are not really relevant. Nobody in I'd 2016 say. has uh, has been tested positive in this race yet. So, so far, no race has ever been all sub-10. But the 2016 race has six of eight sub-10, which is the record right now. We're all clean, apparently, yeah, quote-unquote. because everybody in the other race was sub-10, except for Powell, yeah. who just got hurt. But that would like had seven of eight, and one of them is dirty, yeah. too. And I have a question for you. Yeah, okay. Um, it's kind of going away from the whole PEDs conversation, but whatever. Do you consider 2008 to 2016 the era of Jamaicans? Oh, absolutely, because the women are so dominant, too. And, and like, like we're not talking about the women, not because we don't think the women's hundred meter race is good. It's just because it gets so much less focus in terms of the reaction internationally. If everybody tests dirty in the two thousand and four women's hundred meter finals, it's not going to be a big deal compared to all the American men who keep testing testing positive for steroids. That's my thoughts. That's all. I'm not trying to discredit the women's race. I love the women's race. It's great. Like I love all of the 100 meter sprinting like it's i love all the sprinting i should say it's like track and field is a ball to watch if you haven't spent any time doing it don't even need to wait for the olympics it's just a lot of fun but we're not focusing on the women's races because of just the impact that the men's race has sadly this is a lot of sport hopefully this changes long term um it's not trying to discredit the women's races for having uh, an impact it's just not really comparable in terms of internationally i don't know i don't know if and you- and if we're talking about like in terms of uh, PEDs and everything like that. There isn't as much of a conversation to. Uh, it's Marion Jones. There's only there's only Marion Jones. Marion Jones that did uh, gel time. Marion Jones was a great athlete, but hey, yeah. Sometimes you got to pay the price. Yeah, no, I think that the last three Olympics are definitely um, Jamaican. Uh, I think that again, most of them are clean, um, men and women, and I think that that's actually like it's it's due to their training styles, it's due to genetics. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with why the Olympic hundred meter race has regained its status as the premier event of the Olympics. Uh, and I think that's actually kind of saved the, not the sport of track and field, but saved the, saved the greatness or the historical importance of the race. Just simply because when you look at those 2000 and 2004 races, they're forgotten about. Like that 04 race has huge names in it and no one talks about it because everybody's dirty from it. It's it's the opposite effect of the 88 race. Everybody talks about it because everybody's dirty, but it was the first race where everybody was so dirty. And it was a great race too. In the yeah. finals. You had, you, had, you had like, it was such a close race between the, between the gold, silver and bronze spot. It was like 9.85 and then 9.86 and 9.87. Yeah, no, it's a, it's you know? people never talk about it because they're tired of how dirty the sport was, and they don't want to keep bringing up the fact that uh, track and field 
uh, athletes are always um, linked with doping. So, yeah. so it's a way of just like getting away with it and trying to move on in a way. No, that's totally, why they they don't bring it up. I totally agree. I I am. I think that like people just get tired of a sport when there's doping. Like, look at what happened. Sure, again, American media promotes their own, but can you name me the last three Tour de France winners? No, no. But like, I could. Sure, there were seven of them in a row that were Lance Armstrong. But like, you could name fucking um, Contreras and Landis and Armstrong and. Like, I can't even do it right now because cycling is not a part of my life, but you could do it when we were in high school. I mean, I won't lie to you. I, there was a point where I, I'd i stay updated with Tour de France stages and, like, overall winners. But nowadays, I don't even remember the last time I tuned in. I don't know who won last year's it. Tour de France, I but I consider myself... The past three years. Yeah, I don't know jack shit about cycling because we're just tired of it. It's so dirty. And there was a real fear of that happening with sprinting. But at the same time, you can't blame them, you know, for like, for the cyclists. You really can't blame them. It's not because they're all doing it. Not only that, but they have a reason to be doing it. Like, it's not something a regular human being should be able to go through the, what they're doing. You know what I mean? I agree. Like your body, that it's your not body normal. isn't meant for that. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, after this episode's running a little long. Um, it is time for your favorite time of the week. Hot take corner. Um. Uh, well, my hot take is it's going to be obviously because we're in uh, NFL playoffs right now. But uh, I don't want to talk about any of the games that are today or tomorrow uh, for my hot take corner. But what I will say is, I don't know if it's such a hot take, but nor Rams nor Saints will represent the NFC. Nor Rams nor Saints. Uh, and what, nor Dallas, I guess? Hopefully. <laughs> I, I mean, this is a hot take that we'll know real quickly if it's uh, alive or it's burning hot. It might be burnt by the next episode. Yeah, who like who knows? I hope but not. Afi thinks Philly is going to be in the Super Bowl for sure. And I'm hoping, obviously, that it's a Rams Phillies. Uh, Rams Phillies. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Rams Phillies. Phillies Cowboys Conference Finals. Phillies. I just keep, he keep saying Phillies. Eagles. Yeah. No, I, I call. You were I literally call, singing the song. No, I call fly, Eagles fly. Yeah, but I call all Philadelphia teams Phillies, just because the city. I call the city Phillies, but it's not Phillies. their name. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a baseball team that are Philadelphia Phillies, but I call I call all Philadelphia Philly. You know, Philly. Oh, but anyways, guys. I mean, Eagles versus Cowboys Conference Finals. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share, and have a good one. I like that Afi is not even letting us argue it. This is the, the quickest hot I had to. of all. All right, everybody. Enjoy.